Hello, hello. Systems United AR. What we're working on is um, some more Italy photographs. I've rescanned them, higher quality and everything. You can see it here. We'll be working on this and uh, let's get started. It's been a busy new year already. I have this, I've been getting these jobs doing negative scanning and I want to turn it into like business business of scanning, you know, other people's photographs and stuff and digitizing them. I already have the equipment and it's already what I do. So I'm hoping that be something that I do that will take off. Cause it would be great if I can like do, do it full time, but we'll actually got insurance for it and every just I need to go back home. I'm out of my normal state. Just waiting to get back home. But yeah, for Christmas I went back to my house for a short time. Just my doctor kinda yelled at me. Not yelled at uh, I got a strange phone call from my doctor. My doctor's office and I was like this is weird they're like you have to come in and so I called him back why, why do I have to come back in and the the person answering the phone was like I don't know why they called you so like they went like through the whole office to figure out why they called and they're like oh for your yearly physical and I was like oh but I'm gonna be out of town January this is in 2023 and the lady was like well and then she just hung up this isn't the person that answered the phone this is the person saying why and I'm like that's that they were, would be that rude. So I was like asking, is it something I have to do this second before insurance? But no, so I got back to January and then I had like four days, four or five days where I was gonna be in town. So I called them and they were like, oh, well, your normal doctor's not there. So I saw, I actually switched doctors, but same office. So I had my old doctor I went to and so I saw him. So we saw him and uh, he doesn't really talk. Like I've checked the logs and everything. And like, so he bills, like he talks to me for uh, 20 minutes and stuff, but I've timed him before. Cause this has been a bone of contention where he'll see me for like 30 seconds. He's like, this is done, this is done. And, uh, uh, duh, duh, duh. and so he'll see me for like 30 or 40 seconds, runs in he's like, what do you need? And I say, oh, I need medicine refill. And he's like, duh, duh, duh. and I'm like, wait, but I have these other issues. But so I went in knowing he was gonna be like that. And uh, so he did run blood tests, but it's just like the standard stuff. Anyway, so my blood test came back and I get emailed it the second I get them back. Um, and so it actually showed some stuff this time because uh, the year before we had been kind of watching my cholesterol and everything because it was like doing weird things. I'm, I'm vegetarian and I'm allergic to gluten and stuff so I can't eat fried food and I don't eat that much cheese and stuff but I do eat eggs. Uh, and anyway, last year my cholesterol was like noticeably high but it wasn't like high high. This time like, there were a lot of issues like triglycerides were high, um, the good cholesterol and bad cholesterol were high and then some liver enzyme was really high and I was like oh great. And then on top of that my blood sugar was 
my blood glucose was was at 99. Now, once you get into 100, then you're pre-diabetic. And so I was like, what? So my body was like just joking with me. It's like, ha, 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 ha. I'm not diabetic yet. Put one more, you know, whatever. Eat a candy bar and I will be. And I was like, oh, great. So then I'm doing research on liver issues, which I take some medications that affect the liver. It's not that they're supposed to affect the liver. It's like eventually they will affect your liver. And it's like, oh no, is it time for that already? So I've made changes to my diet. I've been... I haven't been streaming much since COVID started. Like, you guys don't understand. I used to be a machine. It was like six days a week, every six days a week, consistently starting at 9 uh, p.m. And then, you know, doing a couple of hours. And then I was a caregiver for my grandmother. Then I did uh, gardening and stuff as a side job. I essentially have a lot of little side jobs and everything. And then after COVID, I got COVID early on in January before they really uh, told us anything about it. But yeah, so after COVID, things have been getting, like it's difficult for me to stay up late. Uh, working at night has been difficult. My vision has been all funny and like, so something hasn't been right for a long time. My one doctor said I have long COVID, I believe, but And uh, I've, I've been texting and with friends and stuff. And I was like, man, after I eat, like I have no idea what my body wants. Food that used to, you know, fill me up and make me feel good doesn't. It feels like my brain's having a meltdown, like major brain fog and, and everything. So these lab results came back and they said, okay, your liver is actually having issues keeping up. Your blood sugar is really weird. It's really weird for me because I don't eat that much candy or soda. Just because I always, whenever I ate soda and stuff, I would crack. It's like, I feel good. I have energy and stuff. And then like, essentially I get the munchies, but it would feel like I'm about to pass out. And so recently, like I would eat food and not feel full or anything or have you know, energy from. So I would eat like an ice cream or something and I feel better. So that had been going on for about three months where like I legitimately, it wasn't so much a craving. I guess it kind of was like a craving, but it was like I would eat food and still be starving. And then I have uh, Costco heads, these knockoff haagen So I would eat one of those and then I feel fine. I was like, this is really weird. So that went on for a little while. And, uh, essentially, I'm just changing my diet. I've been doing research and stuff because they were saying that like the liver doesn't show up in blood tests until it's like really having a problem. Cause like liver is pretty big and like it can take a beating filters everything out of the blood and stuff and so by the time it's saying like hey i need help it like it really needs help so i've started taking like supplements and stuff that will help deliver and i'm waiting to see the doctor but now that i know it's the liver and that's why i'm having problems processing all food in general not just sugar foods I've changed my diet to like take out carb completely because sugar really stresses the body and I used to think that carb like um 
like complex carbs and everything are okay for you but like i've noticed now that i get really kind of like brain fogged and slowed down even with complex carbs like uh whole not whole grains but with like uh beans and stuff oh hey gameplay boys good to see you and thanks for the new follower i'm sorry i didn't see you i don't have alerts turned on right now okay i'm back <sighs> So once again, thanks for following Maple Gates. This one's done. We have, I think it's like 99. That we're gonna not get done today, but. Oh yeah, so I part of the reason why I was saying I've been sick since 20, uh, 2020 was because like I've been doing a lot of stuff trying to find a diet. Uh, every time I ate, I got sick. I would break out in hives and everything. And so it kind of seemed like it didn't matter what I did. I would always get sick after eating. And so uh, then I was having like a lot of like digestive tract issues. And so I finally got to see a gastroenterologist and they did a colonoscopy, but the colonoscopy they couldn't find, it, it just didn't work. So what he said, he said they spent a long time uh, trying to, a long time trying to do the procedure and stuff, but, uh, Everything was so like blocked that they couldn't do it. So I was like, oh, because before I had been like I had an ultrasound and the ultrasound didn't work because there was air in my intestines and ultrasound can't see through that. So like they were supposed to be looking at you know all these different organs and they only found like a piece of my of my pancreas and kidney. So that was unfortunate. And then I had a, a CAT scan and that was like, okay, there's a blockage, but we can't see where. And so I was really hoping that with the colonoscopy, they'd be like, okay, we found it. This is what we need to do. But we didn't. So then uh, for this past year, I've been on this medication called Linzeth. And uh, uh, <laughs> thank you. it gets better. It gets better. So then I was on this medication. And I felt great on it. So I started eating everything again. But um, it seems like it came back. But yeah, so I'm going to go back to... Uh, there was this one diet I did uh, before I got better. It's kind of like I got better and could eat food and I just forgot about it. But essentially the only good carb is a dead carb. <laughs> oh, you want me to turn it down? And so the only good carb is like a dead carb. And uh, so I'm going back to like high fat and no, no sugar at all. And like carbs are a drug, like no joke. Like I was going into withdrawal, body was like pasta please. And like for the past couple of days, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes, so the, the past couple of days I have been feeling extremely well. I've been, I go cycling and stuff. I do like three or four miles and everything, but I had pasta day and I thought, I didn't think anything of it and it almost killed everything. I know, I guess, see, I don't drink, but I guess it would be like getting drunk or it's just like you have to stay awake, have to stay standing and everything. But yeah, so I'm feeling better and like I know what I have to do. Oh, I did not see it, but you know, thank you. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing this for a while. There's not a lot of photography streamers much on Twitch. <laughs> Well, I've been doing this since. Oh, there's way more than I think. Okay. Well, yeah, it was just when I started on Twitch, it, photographers had a hard time because I don't know why. It was just people didn't really like watching them that much. Like I started in 20, uh, 2016 when I first started doing photography streams. Thank you very much. I will I will check out the link. I always like meeting new artists. I'm trying to get these done because I do visual audiobooks, which is just it's me reading. But then I have like these animated slideshows uh, going down in the background 
and everything and so this one series called stream of creatives that i'm working on and so i want to go through like historical creative people and periods and i want to the first one i want to go through is uh Oh, was it on 10 minutes? I did have issues in the past, but du, du, du. we're going to go into wild root. There we go. Yeah, I guess I left it on before. But. Yeah, I turned off follower mode, so anyone can chat. It's now the wild wet with. But these visual audiobooks I'm trying to do, uh, this one's the stream of creative and there's a podcast that only has one episode up and it's just the introduction. But I want it to be uh, different historical era, eras and everything and how art has evolved through that. So a lot of it will be reading source material, but I want to start off with the Renaissance. So I'm editing the Italy negative. I took these photos in 2009. It was actually part of a school trip uh, throughout the it's for high school I went and uh, throughout the years the year in high school so you start high school and then you're essentially fundraising throughout the whole four years uh, to do this class trip to Italy and so like we would put on uh, like dances and stuff you know sell pizza and all kinds of stuff I actually picked the school because when I was looking at high schools to go to like the one day they had I visited for a week and uh, one of the days they had the samosas and they're like i love samosas i used to love samosas uh, thank you for shouting me out in the discord yeah i'll check out the link and everything after the stream i'll follow for sure but yeah if, if it's late you know have a good night i'll see you around and and thanks for being so supportive this is like my first stream back in a while so it's always nice to see you thank you oh, this is terrible story so i was saying that throughout the four years of high school each class you know does fundraisers and stuff uh, to save up to do this trip to italy and it's paid for by uh, ideally it would be paid for uh by all the events and stuff each high school kind of gets together so like we would have open night mic where it was just you know microphone and people would pay like 10 bucks to come in and then anyone could perform um, school dances and stuff we charge for that and then pizza days and everything but like I don't know what it was but almost every every school I went to or like high school elementary school like the teachers kind of was like gang up on us and be like this is the worst class ever and it it was very much i mean look i'm back on it it, it was kind of like the millennial thing where everyone's yelling at millennials like your generation doesn't do this doesn't do that blah 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 <laughs> and so like uh, for middle school we had the big project where we do this research thing and then we had to make like a float and so it would be like it would be like a, a big you know kind of like not just cardboard thing but it would be it's supposed to be like really well put together and we study a subject and so like someone would do like the vietnam war and stuff and they create clippets and stuff and it's supposed to be really fancy and stuff and so um my class when we finally reached eighth grade they were like uh they're like we can't believe the quality of your class it's so much lower than everyone else's and it was like what like i didn't think it was that bad but teachers were having a hissy fit and they're like we don't even know how to grade this we usually don't grade on a curve And so I thought that was fun. Not funny, but it was just like, I think other people in the class were like horrified because like they were straight A students. So for them to be told that, that was like, like a big shocker, but like I've always struggled in school. So it was like, uh, at least I passed.
And so then in high school, uh, oh man, this is another side story, but this is a story of it's still within the subject of teachers hating you, hating your class. But we had this uh, new guy, new teacher come in and like my, th the one science teacher that brought him over, and I literally mean brought him over. He was uh, from Germany and he was teaching uh, over there. And the science teacher was like, this is such a great person, you know, that we got his visa and everything to, so he can come teach here. And he was absolutely horrible. And like I said, like I, I was, it wasn't that I was a terrible student. It was just like, I struggled in school, but I liked school and I liked learning. It was just, I wasn't good at tests and, and I am dyslexic. So reading was always slower for me. But yeah, so like he would, I went to a Waldorf school and one of the things with the Waldorf school is that uh, you would view the lecture and then you take your own notes. You don't have a book or, or anything. And so you have to take the notes uh, from the teacher in class and what they taught you. And then at the end of that section, uh, each class was about three or four weeks. You would submit this thing called a main lesson book. And so the main lesson book, uh, you essentially make your own textbook. It has to be handwritten. You do all the art and everything for it and illustrations of like examples. And so kind of the whole point is that uh, you have to practice, you know, creating from the source material. And so this, this teacher, he was like specially picked. We got him his US visa and everything. And like, he was so, such a bad teacher. And like, um, so he would bring these stacks, huge amounts every day. And he's like, read this. This is what we're studying. And like, it was, it was hard material. And he was like, oh, why didn't you understand it? And everything. It was like, it was not at the high school level, like appropriate high school level. It was, it was like PhD stuff. And he was trying to give it to 10th and 11th graders. I was in 10th grade, I think. And he showed up. And so then he like, he roasted, he ended up roasting us. Cause like he would give us these pop quizzes to see if we read everything. And like, there was no way you could read the whole thing and understand it. Like he would give it one day and then have the test the next day. Like you couldn't read it all overnight without, you know, not doing other homework for other classes and uh and anyway so we do the you know we would try to read it but we couldn't and so he would give the test and he was like nobody did well on this test you now you guys are terrible why can't you keep up blah 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 and then he called out my my girlfriend at the time now my girlfriend at the time she was like she wasn't like she she is very smart and but she was like a straight a student and her parents worked at the school and everything and so like everybody in terms of faculty you know she was like teacher's pet and uh he called her out by name and she's like blah 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 she got the highest score but that was only like a 62. she was so mad because like yeah it's great she got the, the high score but she didn't like that he was telling everyone the grade and so um like every class that had him every level 9th 10th 11th 12th they were like this guy is like we don't understand him i mean like not like we didn't understand his accent but like he's going over this material we're not understanding it it's really high level and then he gives us these packets to read and it's just like it's too much to read in one night to get the test and so then the teachers were like telling us like oh no it's your fault blah 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 like to every student in uh like not just our class every student and it ended up so finally for some reason it was like a couple of years so a year or two passed and then they're like okay we're getting the same complaint still and uh and so they actually started auditing his class the other teachers and they were like oh my goodness the students are right and i was like oh because of, of course they waited till i was in 12th grade and that's when uh, they decided that 
you know, he wasn't teaching at the high school level and it wasn't right what he was doing. And so they got a, they got a new teacher, but of course it was after I left. That was, I thought that was funny. So that was, that was another example of like a teacher blasting us. Because yeah, my girlfriend at the time was like not happy. And honestly, I think when he blasted her for having the highest grade and it was like a low grade in the class, I'm pretty sure like she talked to her mom and her mom escalated that through the school. Now that I think about it, but. And so then uh, time goes on. You know, I was talking about doing the fundraisers and stuff and everything. And we do the fundraiser. We get to senior year and we're like getting ready to go on the Italy trip. And like, you know, there's senior prank day. I don't know if you guys have that elsewhere. But like the senior prank day we did, we, my, my class kind of, we got senior prank day, got, got it banned. And uh, we rented a bouncy castle and put it in the gym. Uh, we filled everybody's lockers with kazoo and stuff. And, uh... And yeah, and then we did some other stuff that, that got us in trouble. Uh, but, so senior prank day happens and then the teachers come to talk to us and they're like, you know, we've never thought about this, but we're thinking about canceling the Italy trip. And uh, so they're like, we just don't know how we can trust you guys and blah, blah, blah. So the Italy trip obviously goes on because here are the photos from it. Uh, but like, it, it was a good trip. Like nothing scandalous happened. And so it was kind of funny that they were like all worried about us. And I say that because my sister's class, when they went on the Italy trip, like you're not supposed to even, we're like 18, 17, 18 when we go, when you're a senior in high school. And uh, so we're, you know, 17, 18 and the, you know, you're not, you have to stay with the group. Uh, you can't drink even though it's legal in Europe and stuff. And uh you pretty much have to, you know, be on your best manner and stuff. And like the way the school's able to afford it is a lot of times we stay uh, with nuns or monks and stuff. So you stay in a monastery and things. And so of course there are rules, you know, like boys have to stay in their section and girls have to stay in there. So you no, know, it's not, not surprising. So my sister's class, like they had so many issues where they had people sneaking in alcohol and stuff and drinking and, and drugs and stuff. And I, when my sister told me that, I was like, wow, like they were so worried about my class and then her class kind of like, like they were crazy. And then my other sister's class, this one guy decided to go home like in the middle of the trip because he missed his girlfriend. And I was like, oh, and, and the joke of is that like his girlfriend was like somebody in Canada so it's like that joke oh yeah I have a girlfriend but she's in Canada and we only talk online so I don't know I think there was like a point where the teachers were used to the kids ahead of us and then there was like some cultural shift with my class that they really didn't like and then afterwards they were like we were way too hard on his class you know, it got so much worse after I'll be right back Uh, you know what? So I scanned. We've done this before, and I did it with. I have a Canon scanner, and it's kind of like a like hard to get one because they don't make it anymore. And it was just like I don't know, it just wasn't very popular. 
Uh, so I used the scan the Canon software to scan the negatives. Like it has actual negative scanner. Uh, you can't just scan negatives on a flatbed because it has to actually shine the light through, and then the flatbed uh, picks up that light versus a regular flatbed which will shine light up and then kind of get the reflection so it goes across uh, with the with the negative scanner it shines the light down and then picks it picks up the image that way but um But yeah, so I originally did the Canon software and it allows you to scan as a TIFF. And so the difference between a TIFF and a JPEG is JPEGs are highly compressed. Um, once you have a JPEG, there's not much editing you can do in terms of color and, and saturation and uh, color temperature and white balance and everything. So when you're shooting with RAW, like CR2 and, and everything, with a digital camera, you can change you know, like, oh, I shot this in auto white balance, but it was actually daylight. So I want to see the white balance for daylight uh, in this photo and then uh, the other thing with raw is there's a huge range of, of colors and so if you're shooting in raw you do have to kind of tone map it and edit the curves and everything to bring it down into you know more acceptable uh, you know kind of visual range but with scanners it's the same thing you can scan as like a pdf or but for images and stuff, I do I do TIFF, and so the the Canon uh, driver stuff. So like, oh, it can do uh, 48. I think it's 48 bit. Yeah, it's 48 bits and 16 bit black and white, and that's like the the range of like black and white uh, that each pixel can have. So it was like a 16 bit pixel, or if you're doing color, it was 48 uh, bit pixels. And so the more bits, the more range and stuff you get in your in your thing. But every time I used the Canon scanner, it would only give me 8 bit for black and white, and I was like, this is not what I wanted. And so finally I went and I bought um, Silverfast. Uh, Adobe actually recommended it. So I looked it up and sure enough, it worked with my scanner. And uh, Silverfast not only does uh, DNG, but it does raw. Not only does TIFF, but it does DNG, which is digital, digital negative, which is raw. Um, and like, it's so much better. Like the raws that it's shooting out and TIFF. Like it was so much easier to edit these now. And these are huge files. These are about, this is one gigapixel. I, uh, and a gigapixel is a hundred megapixels. So the actual scan uh, was 3.5 gigapixels. So that's about 350 gigapixels. And then, and then I edited it in Lightroom and then down downscaled it to a hundred megapixels. Yeah, so I love Silverfast and everything because it's like I got a whole new scanner. And so I liked um liked it so much that I went and I got this you can see it's laser soft but the SRDX like it is really good at finding dust and stuff because of course there's dust on the scanner and everything and the image and so even though I do clean it with each scan you know stuff does get on there when you're scanning gigapixel stuff you know the any amount of dust shows up really large in the scan trying to find the right setting. It's finding a lot in the right areas and that's what I want.
the best. It's harder for the program to work not just because it's, you know, more megapixel it has to process. But if it was a low, lower resolution, you know, it's easy to figure out what's a spec because it's like a hard cutout in the image of being like a like a ragged shape. Uh, but when they're high resolution like this, you know, the spec has a soft, you know, outline and everything is more defined. So it's hard for the program to figure out what is dust and what is actually meant to be there versus what is uh, detail. My tablet just crashed. I don't know why this clump of this clump of dust has to go around the words. It can't be somewhere simple. I mean, back in the day when I first edited these, it would take like we do like two a stream. Now it's so much faster. be back. I have to plug in my pencil. I'm gonna grab a snack. Okay, I'm back. There's something. I'm in like a desert area and I don't know what it is. I mean, I do know what it is, but there's a point at night when it goes from being like uh, still kind of warm to like just plummeting to like freezing and we've hit that point i like the cold but i like it to be like be cold all the time so i don't like how like when you're in the desert area you get roasted during the day and then frozen at night i just i can't handle that Like I'm, I legitimately might be the only black person that likes winter. Hello, good to see you. Is it Cyronas? How are you doing? Welcome to the stream. We're working on, it's medium format negatives, black and white film uh, from a trip I went to Italy on. That's good you're doing well. Oh no. Okay, yeah, I'm glad you're back. The ads have been getting... Uh, this is in Italy. This is in Florence. This is... Uh, it's a cathedral of Florence. It's also called uh, a Duomo. Yeah, this is from 2009. It's still there, luckily. But So this is it right here. This is more of it. And what's cool is that... Well, it's actually... it's The, the architectural significance is uh, how they were able to build this dome up here. Uh, because back in the day they didn't have enough uh, you know tools and the stone and stuff they were using wouldn't be strong enough to not collapse in it on itself so this dude named brunelleschi uh he designed it to where uh there's actually two domes there's this outer dome and then there are there's an inner dome that holds it up as well but yeah these are negatives these are my negatives they're about when I scanned them, they were 350 megapixels, but then I downscaled it to what we're working at now, and it's it's only 100 megapixels. But yeah, like you can see, we're at 50%, and you can still see the quality. This is 200%, and it starts to blur a little bit. 
but like right there when it's digitized it's still still a lot of quality and that's one of the nice things about shooting with medium format is like the cameras you can still hold them but it's higher resolution than like 35 millimeter and everything and it's because it's physical it um you can always go back and with like a better scanner get you know a better image out of it So this, the film that I used for this is uh, Kodak uh, T-Max, and the T-Max is important because you can develop the film by yourself uh, without needing a machine to do it. And then the camera I use is a Hasselblad uh, 500C, and it's an old camera. It came out in 1969, and there's a slightly different version model, and that's the one they used uh, to take uh, photos of Earth on the moon. So it, it was there with the moon landing and stuff uh but the uh it being medium format like 35 millimeters only about like that big but with medium format it's a square so the negative is that big the frame size and what's cool about uh different formats in terms of negative sizes like everyone talks about 35 millimeter and having that nice film look and you know shallow depth of field and everything but when you get an even bigger size uh like medium format the baroque and everything is is even sharper and more defined so you'll get things where uh like this is, you know, this looks like it could be like a 28 millimeter or something. And that's kind of what it would be if it was 35 millimeter. But this is actually an 80 millimeter, uh, 80 millimeter lens. And so what would be, you know, more of a telephoto lens on a 35 millimeter camera is actually quite, quite wide. But you still get the depth of field as though it was, you know, a more telephoto lens. Man, if you're interested in developing film, uh, you can look up this company called uh, Sinstill. Yes. Yeah, it's something like that. But yeah, I develop all my film now at home. Uh, what kind of photography do you do? Do you like doing portraits and, and things like that? Oh, cosplay photography. That's cool. Do you take, uh, oh yeah. Those challenges are always great to do. Do you dress up in cosplay and take photos of yourself that way? Or do you, uh, are you hired to buy like cosplay models and, and things like that? Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I used to do a lot of event photography and then like, I would do portraits, but like for people who missed their portraits at like the school photography and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mainly do landscape photography, landscape and cityscape. And then photo restoration like the. Yeah, I would like to look at your work. Okay. I'll check out Insta. You can whisper me, like if you have a blog or something or your whatever links you want to whisper. And I'll check them out after stream. Okay. Rocking the Flickr album.
for your portraits and cosplay stuff, do you have your own studio? Or do you like go out to different locations and everything? Okay. What cons do you like to go to? You like Comic Con and TwitchCon? Anime Expo. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I'll check out your message after. Oh, you're a Nikon person. We're gonna have fights when I'm not doing film. I, I uh, shoot on Canon. We can still be friends though. Yeah, the M6 Mark II. I recently, um, well not recently, it's been over a year now. <laughs> yeah, I, I switched to um, an R10, which has that same EFM lens mount. I really like, you know, the DSLR and having the mirror, but my eyes have been getting not good. And so looking through the eyepiece has always been, a, has been becoming more of an issue. And now I love the, uh, the mirrorless because it has, um, back when I went to film school, uh, the video cameras and stuff, they were Sony's, but they had this thing called Zebrine. And so you could set it to where either the zebras would show, you know, if things were too bright or stuff, it would kind of put like these zebra stripes saying that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, what was nice about the mirrorless is that you can now say, okay, you know, do um, focus assist. So now I can see, you know, what is razor sharp and focus and what isn't. So that's nice. When Sony first kind of showed off their mirrorless camera, I didn't really like it so much because uh, there was a little bit of lag, uh, but nowadays, like, it's almost impossible. And a lot of times you can't trust autofocus. Like you'll think, oh man, it focused perfectly. And then you get back and you look at the photo. Uh, in terms of vintage lenses, well, the Hasselblad, the whole system is vintage. So it's a Carl Zeiss um, 80 millimeter with a f-stop of 2.8 and like i have an adapter to put it on uh, ef mount and so i can uh, use it with my 35 millimeter cameras digital ones um other than that not so much a vintage lens i have a 200 millimeter um and it's like a three with an f-stop of 3.5 and it's it does pretty well it's an older one so that would be fun to play around with but i don't know film is so expensive that i'd rather do that with a digital camera Yeah, there's there's this adapter if you look on eBay I I ordered it once and so it's it didn't work out too well uh, mainly because it was made for I think it was made for like a three four system but it takes any lens and turns it into a tilt shift and so like you would put your lens on it and it's like this little kind of ball joint thing and then uh, yeah you can tilt shift the lens and everything but the issue is that because it's pulling the the lens farther from the uh, farther from you know the sensor or the film but it uh it kind of turns it into like a tube system so where you can you can get tilt shifts but you can't focus to infinity anymore like the farthest you can focus to is like three feet away from the camera and everything else is out of focus so it's really good for for macro shots and doing tilt shift but it's not good for doing uh tilt shift where like if you want to shoot anything that's more than three feet away from you and you want in focus Last time I went on a shoot, I don't know. I'm like, I do like cityscape photography and stuff. So I'm kind of like, whenever I kind of drive through a city, I'll take photos. It's nothing like really formal, uh, but 
It's kind of whenever I have free time. So about a week ago, I did a, a road trip. And so I'm, I'm not driving, um, but I take photos outside the window and everything. And so I actually take a lot of photos that way. But then I do um, stuff with GoPros and everything uh, mounted to the car. And so I get those uh, videos and then uh, I call them, you know, doing drive lapse photography. Because what I do is I uh, speed it up by blending the frames together. And so that's kind of like the most recent type of shoot that I've done, I guess you could say. But then uh, in terms of like actually going out dedicated for photography, uh, most of the time that's for doing stuff with uh, drones, with drones and stuff. And uh, that was in around December 23rd was the last time I actually went out to go droning. But yeah, it's hyperlapse. Back in my day, they didn't have the hyperlapse term. It's kind of funny, I don't know if you saw it, but it selected everything, all the dust except the stuff that's like a little hair and everything. All the little dust it found, but not the big stuff. Hmm. Well, this, the problem is that like dust is usually sharp and well-defined. And so with this, like you can see like the dust has, there's details and shapes. So the computer doesn't recognize it as it being a speck. It thinks it's like actually something that's supposed to be there. Yeah. It, it's kind of like a threshold limit, but it's more... See, I use this filter, uh, it's laser soft, because the Photoshop one isn't really good. I'll show you. But like, see, like, this is what it does to the image. I'll make this bigger. So then, go to noise. So that's the image now. And then with it doing its dust and stuff, that's what it turns into. But then you bring down the threshold to like, okay, it saved some detail but it's like not that great. And so the problem is like you can see it got rid of this dust, but you lose a lot of like all the detail there. And so, but you still have that kind of like hair like thing and, and stuff. And so you can do that, but yeah. That's why I used to do these all by hand. But when I got the this SRD X thing, from Silverfast, it really helps speed it up because it goes and gets all the little stuff that it knows for sure. And then it leaves, oh no, I got rid of my, whatever it's called, navigator. And that just leaves me the big stuff, which is easy to find. Yeah, that it is a disadvantage for film because everything has to be processed. Like there's a huge dynamic range and everything, but it's not like you can just shoot and print or digitize. But I like it because the quality is so much higher. And then like you're taking a physical kind of capture of the light at the time. And so you can always rescan the image later with either a better scammer scanner or you know a new software comes out versus digital when you shoot it like of course you shoot raw but you know it's you can't you know if a software update comes for your camera it doesn't automatically apply to all the photos you already took